0: Hey, babe, what's going on? You are listening to episode 72 of the Beam Life podcast with guest Lauren Meir, how to show up when things get hard. And that is exactly what my friend Lauren delivers to us today. She has an incredible story that when I first met her was when I got to emcee and speak at the show up um, women's event in Louisville, Kentucky, and her and my other friend, um, JD put on the event and it was my first time meeting Lauren and it was very unassuming right like she had told her story for the first time out in public at that event and when I tell you I got chills head to toe I got chills head to toe um, the way that she delivers the story with such passion and integrity but then you also see how that's played throughout what she does now for her community. Um, She is a licensed professional clinical counselor and life coach. And um, she has over 15 years of experience providing a variety of service, but including home and school-based services, adult corrections and juvenile detention, inpatient hospital settings, and community-based organizations. She's very passionate about being involved in, in her community, which she will talk about as well as helping children, adolescents, individuals, and families through various life transitions. So um, she's gonna share a little bit about that, but also about her story, which I know you will find a piece of that relates to you and help you get over all the things that life throws at us. So let's get this party started. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth Prioritizing your passions and unlocking your potential. Let's go! I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So, if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, girl. Hey. How hey. you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: It's so nice to see your face. It was, it's been way too long. Way too it, long.
1: It has. I missed you. This is this is so good. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes, this is the beauty of technology. We get to, we get to do this and and we get to publicly uh, you know, revisit each other and connect. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation and all that you have to share. Um I mentioned in the intro that I met you at the show up summit and through JD, and it was an instant friendship, right? It was just kind of like, I feel like we've known each other
1: forever. forever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, and and so much so with all the women I met and, and you truly are so great at creating community and a sisterhood. And I know we're going to talk a little bit, um, about that, but before we go into to all the things you're going to share, I'd love for you to share your story and who you are.
1: Yes. So that is a, that's a loaded question. I'm like, how do, <laughs> how do I share my whole story? But um, yes. So I um, I'm Lauren Muir. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor and owner of Martin and Muir Counseling. Um, I tell people like, really, so I live in Louisville, Kentucky, which is one of the biggest cities um, in the state of Kentucky, <laughs> if that counts for something. Um, but yeah. really, I say, I'm just like a small town girl at heart. So I grew up, um, I grew up in Paducah, Kentucky with my mom um, and my stepdad. And they were married for several years. Um, my biological dad was not in my life. So my stepdad um, became my dad and, and was my dad until he passed away about ten years ago. But a little bit of background of what kind of led me into the therapy world is I grew up in a home um, where I witnessed a lot of domestic violence, so it was um, very chaotic at times, very unstable. We moved around um, a lot, and when I say a lot, I always I say when I'm telling my story, you know, I kept a list of all the places I lived. I guess there was a part of me. Mm. It, or that was my, my way to remember, um, but probably, I mean, 16, 17, 18 times that we moved, you know, moved back and forth in and out until they finally separated when I was in high school. Um, so another, I guess, big part of my life is I also, um, I'm biracial, so my mom's white, my dad's black, and um, so I lived in, I say, a primarily white world growing up in Paducah, and then I moved here to Louisville in 2003 to go to college. Um, and so then I had to navigate just finding my own self and my own identity in a new world. Mm-hmm. Um, recognized me by, by skin color. Um, so through over the years, I've struggled definitely with my own mental health. Um, we'll get into that. I'm sure at some point, and that's just kind of led me into the path of helping people and giving back to other people and making sure other people have a voice. Um, so now I'm, I'm married and I three kids. So I have a 12 year old daughter. I have twins who will be eight on Sunday. Um, Amazing. Yeah. In my feelings a little bit about my babies are all no longer babies anymore. Um, But I'm super excited um, to be here and just, and tell you guys all, um, all about the things that I do and who I am and kind of what made me who I am.
0: Uh, You know, it's such a gift the way you summarize your life because, you know, you shared your story truly deeply for the first time at the show up summit. And um, it's so interesting because first meeting you, I never knew that that's like what was underneath the surface. Um, It it really truly blew me away. And I think oftentimes that's probably something people don't realize, even maybe your clients, right. Um, Who and what you've really gone through as a woman. And so, I'm just, I feel really lucky and honored that you're sharing that here with us. So what is something in your story that has like impacted your business and your ability to serve clients in your community that you didn't expect?
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that it has really came out most recently in my own kind of healing journey is that I've recognized part of the reason it was so important for me um, to be in this like social service field um, is to ensure that everybody has a voice. So when processing my own trauma from childhood, I recognized that I never had a voice in what was going on, you know, and mm. experiencing um, witnessing domestic violence and the chaos of it all. Um, as a kid, you're just going through it because that's your life. You don't have a choice um, as to all of the things. And, and I didn't have a voice. So I think that I have made sure um, that I create a space for people to have their own voice. So in, in my therapy practice, I kind of work with two different um, types of populations that are just my favorite. One is like 16 to 25-year-old girls and women. Um, most of which are single moms, um, victims of domestic violence, struggle with self-esteem, self-worth. But then I also work um, with some of the most at-risk population um, in our city here in Louisville, it's West in Louisville. Um, Poverty is high, crime is high, juvenile homicide rates are the highest Mm -hmm. they've ever been. Um, And so I work with a very vulnerable population that oftentimes um, are mistreated, unheard, um, and don't have advocates. So that's kind of became my own personal mission is to like, make sure that everyone, no matter who they are, has a voice in their story, because at the end of the day, individuals, no matter who they are and what they've been through, they're the expert of their own lives. So I want to empower them them to be able to speak up for themselves and what they need, no matter what setting they're in. I literally
0: have tears in my eyes and like chills because so many things come up when you say that, right? It's like, Truly when we are when we are suffocated and our voice is is trapped, it is um to me a big reason why suicide and homicide rates in general yes. are up, right? Yes. Um I, I can see that across the board, probably not just for juvenile, but just in general, because you do, you feel suffocated and you feel trapped. And I think one of the greatest gifts uh, that we can give each other as humans is just to listen and give somebody a space to talk and not say anything at all. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, um, where we all come from different places and I, and I love what you said so much, cause I believe the same thing. And what I'm doing is that you're the driver of your car, of your life. Like, I don't have the answers for you. You don't have the answers but just by being a listening and a sounding board, um, people are able to navigate and find their own answers. And I think that that is so huge that you've taken your story and been able to do that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, why are you so passionate about this work? I think you've probably touched on it a little bit, but I'd love you to go a little deeper on that.
1: Mm -hmm. I, um, for one, I just, I love people. Um, I'm not, I don't even know where that came from. I've always been a people person. Um, I'm the person, like, I'm never going to meet a stranger, like whether they're at the gas <laughs> Me too. <laughs> or, like, like wherever they are, I'm always going to, I love people, but I think um, it just comes from, like you said, everybody has a story. And so I find that to be like very intriguing. Um, you mentioned, you know, when you met me, you would have never thought that. And I feel like that that comes off a lot. So people judge people just by, you know, seeing them, your own past experience and whatnot. But I find being a therapist um, just so exciting because everybody I meet has this whole incredible story about how they became the person that they are. And to me, that's that's very interesting. So I, I do, I love it. Um, and that's a one of, I would say one of my other just strengths is like networking. I love to network. And so I'm, I'm constantly networking with other men and women and primarily women. But I think that that also comes like digging deeper. That part is being that things were so chaotic in my childhood. And at the time I was an um, only child. Little did I know I really wasn't an only child. I, my biological father had seven other kids that I didn't grow to know until I was an adult. Um, But during that time, because I was an only child and things were so chaotic at home, my friends became like my life, like those were, they were stable, I knew what to expect from them. So my friends became everything to me. And um, I think I mentioned Mm -hmm. the show up summit, and they were there, like two of my girlfriends, we've been best friends since we were 14. Um, Those are my people, you know, like, above everything else, right. And so for me, I just love I love the connections. It's where I get my energy. It's where, you know, I get inspiration to do things and figure out how to empower others. I'm always connecting like, Oh my gosh, you have to meet so-and-so because you guys can do this together. And, and I love, I love that. I love helping people.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. And I so resonate with you. Um, loving people because growing up, they would say, if we locked you in a room, you'd make friends with the doorknob. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: I <laughs> <The> doorknob. <laughs>
0: And i and I think that, um, you know, I so get that energy from you because just watching everyone around you and the way you work a room and connect and and I can see why that would bring passion for you is is to find and discover people's story. and um, yeah, even the ability to tell your story, which again, floored me like you, you even just said, having seven unknown siblings out in the world, um, that you discover as an adult mind blowing, mind blowing. So I love it. Um, so I already, you know, have said, even for me personally meeting you, I had no idea all that you had gone through. Right. And we have these assumptions about people. So what is something that people often misunderstand about you?
1: Oh, I think especially right now, I think that's it. I think people have the um, perception that I have it all together, um, that I came from a two parent middle class family and my life was, quote unquote, perfect. And I could never understand what other people go through. And I'm like, oh, girl, if you only knew, if you only knew. <laughs> um, if you only knew. Um, I'm definitely one. I think that my mom, I mean, had a big part in pushing me to like, go be different, right? Like this was your life, you know, this was your life back then, but this doesn't have to be who you are in the future. So like, go be successful. Don't ever, you know, let a man hold you back. Don't ever depend on a man, like go be you. And mom. yeah, mom was amazing. Now don't get me wrong. That comes with some of that is some of my biggest strengths and some of my biggest weaknesses I learned. And in therapy. But, um, but I think that's the biggest perception that people, and I'm like, no, I'm just like everybody else. I have good days. I have bad days. I struggle with anxiety. Um, I go to therapy. So yes, I can, you know, put on a face and go work a room and be great. But like at the end of the day, I'm like everybody else. I go home and cry to my best friends when it's a crappy day. And I stress out about how to manage all of this and kids and friends and, finances and just like everybody else.
0: Yeah. I I love full-blown transparency because isn't it the damn truth? It's like people assume because I coach on boundaries and confidence and authenticity that I just have it like nailed down. And I'm like, just like you said, girl, if you only knew, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just call my best friend and ask her because she'll tell you Mm-mm, she struggles too. Um, right. even but what has- I,
1: to- oh, go ahead. yeah,
0: no, I was saying, but we, we've, you know, where I think it's probably different is even though I have bad days, I've created tools, right. To yes. be able to come out of those places. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say, even at the show up summit, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, like you were so confident in your speech. I wish I could do that. I'm like, listen, I literally, the day before is like, JD, I'm, I'm not doing it. Like I can't do it. I'm going to sound stupid. I have these note cards. Like (laughs) this isn't what I do. You know what I mean? But like you said, you, you pull yourself together and and you do it. Yeah.
0: I think that it's so, um, you know, part of, part of one of the tools I use, and you just said it by like, fine, I'm just going to do it. Even if it's like using note cards and feeling weird, it's getting outside of the comfort zone. Right. And being able to, um, show yourself like what you're actually capable of, because we are so capable of so much that I think we miss out on by saying, I can't do that. I'm too scared. I could never,
1: Right. Right. And people like that. Like you said, the transparency, people like that. So um, I think that that's something I've had to tell myself too. Like, okay, if I try it and I totally screw up or I fail, like that becomes then like a story to explain to people like, Hey, I tried this and I was really horrible at it, but this is what it turned into. You know what I mean? People Like that they want to, they want to see that in people because nobody is perfect. And it, you know, just does things and it all works out great. Right. Like there's also a totally behind all those different things.
0: It's amazing. I don't know if it shows up in, in your kids, but, um, you know, I have always had a, I lean more towards the people pleasing realm realm rather than like super strict boundaries. Like if here's the middle, I'm always leaning towards people pleasing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I notice my daughter picks up on those on those habits. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you realize how young this all starts. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
0: truly insane. Um, and, and having a child like totally mirrors that. Do you find that with your kids?
1: Yes. And yeah, because mine have very different personalities. So my older daughter, um, she's the complete, I would say, I would say like, she's me, but with the confidence I didn't develop until probably college. Um, So Mm. a preteen girl that has that is a little difficult, but I love love seeing that in her. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I guess that's what I've tried to do is like instill in her, like to have the confidence that I didn't have um, but like I said, it comes back to bite me in the ass when I try to set rules and, and boundaries. Like, Damn it. Not here. Not here. Don't be confident here. Don't. But um, but it has been really cool, you know, to watch her, especially, um, you know, just as a mom. But then I think probably as a therapist, I probably analyze them a little more than most parents analyze their kids. So Um, it's been really, it's been really cool to watch all their different personalities and dynamics and how all that plays out in their day-to-day lives.
0: Totally. I would love to know from you, like when you're having these, these bad days, hard days, you know, the days we go through, what helps you to be like your best self?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably say the first two things that come to mind. One is uh, my friends. I mean, my friends, like I said, are my everything. So I can call them, to me, friends are the people that are, um, like I said, are stable. Like it's stable. You know what to expect. You can show up and like really be your authentic self. I'm gonna have to question what I'm gonna get from them or, or things like that. So I always go to my friends, and you know they're there to rally me up. And be like, dude, you're so hard on yourself. Like pull it together. And you know they talk some things into me. Um, the other thing is music. I, w- I would say music and water. I love music. Um, so music is always a go-to of mine. I've, you know, there's certain songs I can relate to. Whether Yes. That's a super happy day, a super sad day. Uh, I want to go, you know, I hate everybody day, like whatever that is. Um, but then also water and being outside, like to me, that's very grounding. So it doesn't matter if it's five degrees outside or 105 degrees. Like if I feel like I need to get away and like just be with myself and kind of find some peace, my go-to is typically to go outside.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm a water girl too i I need like I mean we're lucky out here. We have the ocean and yeah. can just jet down there, but yeah it's it's so nice and refreshing to be in nature and connected. Hey, babe. I promise to be quick, but I want to make sure that you are part of the beam life text community. It's completely free. All you have to do is text the word "podcast" to the phone number three two three six seven three. Again, text me the word PODCAST to 323-673-2709. Make sure to follow all the prompts so that you get added to the list. This Beam Life community has given me so much and this is one of my favorite ways to give back to you. I offer the chances for giveaways, raffles, and I send you motivational pump up text just when you need it the most. Connecting on social media is great, but this is so much better. So I hope I see you there, babe. Now back to the episode. What, um, do you use these same tools like with clients or do you have other things you recommend for when people are having like these just days where it's hard to process stuff? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, another one I didn't say is writing. I've been doing a lot of writing lately. Um, that's really helped me, especially I think because it's uh, winter time and it is harder to get outside, but writing yeah. out some of them, I would say I suggest to my clients, um, a lot of my clients are, you know, often come to me in times of crisis uh, where mm-hmm. they're really functioning day to day. And so with them, I try to go back to the basics and kind of just empower them, encouraging them to remember that when you're in that. You know that deep depression or, or state the basics like if you drink water you eat something healthy you're going to sleep um you're taking a bath like that's okay you know what i mean so right. it doesn't have to be these big steps of all these things that you have to do but sometimes you just got to start out really small and as you succeed in those things it's going to give you the confidence to try other things um, but yes, I usually do a lot of like positive affirmations, um, or suggest affirmations journaling. Um, I'm also very solution focused. So like, okay, what's the goal? What's the vision? Are we trying to get to now? Let's break that down into little steps on how we're going to get there. And again, yeah. that realistic to your situation that are going to make you feel good about how you're going to get to that goal.
0: Yeah. And it's such a good point you bring up too, because. Sometimes we do think that we have to do these massive things. And like you're saying, you know, sometimes we take for granted that, you know, maybe our bad day is that we lost our shit in the morning and, right. you know, we're in a rush. But someone else's bad day is they could be going through a big grieving season and ha- could have lost mm-hmm. someone and that's what their loss looks like. And for them, just taking a shower that day or getting some food is is nourishment is being kind, right? So it's having grace and compassion and, um, starting with what sounds good for you in that moment. So yeah. important to realize, and it's kind of, you know, it can all look different from us for each one of us day to day too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I, what I always like to, to know and to ask, because I think it's a common thing with a lot of my clients and and maybe it's the same for you, but a lot of women will come to me feeling like really stuck and unmotivated. Like they know their goal. They know where they want to go. And like, they know that they don't want to be here, mm-hmm. but they like, can't do it. Like they feel like, Ooh, how do I just, what do I do? So, um, I know how I kind of help guide them, but I like to brainstorm and hear how other pros do it. So what, do you do or what do you suggest when people feel really stuck and they, they want to move, but can't?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I usually look at like, um, one, like what the vision is that they're trying to get to. Um, but two also just kind of looking at their life right then and like processing, like, what are the things that really make you happy? Because I find that a lot. So women often can get stuck because they're looking at like what they should do or what they could have done or what um, what makes other people happy instead of like really like honing in on what makes them happy, like what's going mm, to, mm-hmm. um, and so I find that like, when you start talking through that, then they're like, well, wait a minute, you're right. Like, well, no, that never did make me happy. That's not what I want to do in the <laughs> first place. Right? I don't even want that. I don't even want that. Yeah. Um, and just giving them that time and like, creative space to really think about like what fulfills them, what makes them happy. And then that seems to open something up to be able to kind of, you know, move them forward and get unstuck and start down that journey of what fulfills themselves.
0: Yeah. I'm so happy you actually took this route because that, that question is also loaded, right? It's like, we could go a million different directions. Um, But such a good point is that it's, you know, when we break it down and someone's like, well, actually, I don't even want that. It's like, well, girl, that's why you're stuck. stuck. If if a plane is going to Mexico and you don't want to go to Mexico, and you want to go to Paris. You're not going to get on the plane to Mexico.
1: (laughs) And sometimes it's really empowering that people really didn't even stop to think like, oh, I could get off the plane. I don't have to go to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, Everything else is like pushing you towards Mexico. Yeah. You know, I love like,
0: it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just, it's so funny. You took that direction because yes, that is a huge revelation, right? Because a lot of times it's not aligned. It's not in sync with like what we ultimately want. So, so, so good. Um, so I know we touched on your um, desire and love for not only helping and guiding and being there for others, but also connecting and creating these networks and sisterhoods, which I got to experience at the show up summit. So kick-ass and amazing and cannot wait to do it again. Um, But what are your like three secrets and strategies? Because there's two parts to this. Some women who want to build networks and sisterhoods who will be like, yes, I need to do that. But then there's other women who maybe don't necessarily want to build these big networks, but just want to start connecting Mm -hmm. because as humans, we need humans. So what, what do you do? What are your, some top tips?
1: Oh, um, I think one (laughs) be like be yourself and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, I will say that comes with time. So I think that Naturally, like I said, I'm a people person, so I would meet different people and that's kind of how my connections have been built. But now that I that I have a more confidence in that area, I look for like-minded women. So I'll give you an example. Um, there's a girl here, um, Jasmine, she owns the Presley Post, which is like a co-working space and she does lots of great things in the community. So I literally just saw her on Facebook. And she had made a post about opening her new business, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she looks so dope! Like, I want to meet her." So I literally yeah. just sent her a message on Facebook, and I was like, "Congratulations on your new business! I would love to have some coffee one day and meet." So she's like, "Oh, we'll come over to the office so you can see my new space." We met. This was literally maybe two months ago. We instantly connected. Um, she's you know very for the community. She's fun. She got a great personality. Now we're blogging together. We're putting on a mental health. So cool. Together. We're doing a co-working event or, a, or not a co-working um, networking event tonight together. Um, and so that, I will wild. Say, that was the first time I really put myself out there. Like, I have no idea who this girl is, but she looks dope and I'm about to message her. <laughs> um, Love so it. Say, be confident and don't be afraid to put yourself out there because what I have found there's a lot of women who um, are maybe intimidated or there's jealousy, so they don't feel like they can connect with women. But I will say that I've found, at least here in Louisville, most women are looking for the same connection. Yes, 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 yes. So they, yes. they want you to reach out. Um, another one, let's see, tips and secrets. Um, I put myself in, a, in, I would say like diverse groups of people. So I'm not afraid to do that um, as well. I have a lot of different uh, networking groups or connections that I'm in that are completely, completely different dynamics of, you know what I mean? And so that's so important
0: important.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you learn about different people um, in return that, you know, you learn about yourself in different ways. Um, And sometimes you never know how those connections are all going to overlap you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. I think I totally, um, that's been one of my biggest things over the last, I would say like two years of areas of growth, because I was like, I don't want to just hang out with people just like me. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to learn, I want to learn like what else is going on in this world? What kind of other communities are there? And there is a lot There is a lot. lot, So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing whether you're, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, whether you're, you know, for me, it's like entrepreneurs, queer community, podcasters, women, um, celebrating all different, you know, divorced moms, like we got it all. So (laughs)
1: Yes. And I think it's like, Louisville is a very segregated city. Like there's literally something called the ninth street, ninth street divide that divides the city. Um, But I think, I mean, I think that that is something that probably sets me apart um, sometimes from people is that I can navigate this, you know, navigate different networks in the city. So you could find me at a networking event in the West End, and I could also be at a networking event at the country club in the East End. And I'm still going to be myself No matter where I'm wherever
0: you are. Yes. Oh, I love it, girl. Love it. What is one thing? It could be many, but what is one thing specifically that makes you beam?
1: One thing that makes me beam. Um I um I'm loving life right now. I think for the first time in 37 years, I'm 37. Um, I'm choosing myself. And that. Hmm. A lot of hardships over the past year. Um, I'm going through something like really personal right now that I will share soon, um, but not sharing right now that, I mean, it's changing, definitely changing my life, but I'm so excited to lean into like who I am and choose me and what makes Lauren happy. Um, so I really feel like I'm in a space where everything that I've worked for, especially professionally, is kind of all coming together. I'm very um, blessed and fortunate to be involved in like so many awesome projects, like the Show Up Summit. Um, Like I said, I'm the co-owner of a mental health agency that is kicking ass in the city right now, like working for minority populations and really um, changing the stigma of mental health um, in our community. And then uh, we're bringing a a huge mental health festival to the city. It's the first time that that's happening in Louisville. And I'm part of that. So awesome. So yes, like I, I really you know, it's hard to be, um, it's hard to be like proud of yourself sometimes because you want to be humble. But I think for the first time, like, I feel confident being like, no, I've worked for this shit and I'm here and, yes. and I'm excited to see it all come, um, you know, unfold, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to go one step further and ask you like, what does it look like in your world? Cause you said, I'm finally choosing myself. hmm And I would say the same thing, you know, but what I would define it as might be different than you. So how do you define choosing yourself? Like, what does that look like? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think a couple things, one, letting go of other people's opinions. I've lived my whole life worrying about what other people think of me just from my own Mm -hmm. insecurities, struggle with self-worth, all of those things that I'm, you know, developed over childhood and early teenage years. So, I think that's a big one um, for sure learning not to care what other people think. Like, <laughs> like, why am I letting other people's opinions matter than, more than my own? Um, mm-hmm. and you, like when I talked earlier about affirmations, just developing my own affirmations and being confident in who I am.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love, love, love all of that. And I, and you know, again, I just create the questions. I never know what the answers are going to be. So I, I get so inspired myself and it's part of the reason I, you know, this is my network. This is my community that I love is that I get to discover more about women who I'm inspired by that I care about, but that I also see how I can start applying this to my life. Right. And, um, and grow and develop and serve. And I'm so proud of you. And I love watching all that you're doing. And I love that you said that you're choosing yourself because I'm not sure that there's any greater gift that we could ever give ourselves or others. Right. Cause when we choose ourselves, we are like abundantly giving and yeah. can show up.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so fabulous. Um, I know you've, you know. Touched on a lot of things that you're working on, but what is like your next big project?
1: Uh, next big project is definitely uh, Mindfest Lou, so that's the mental health festival coming uh, May 21st at Roots 101. Um, There's a dope team of us, there's like 10 of us, nine or 10 of us that are pulling that together, and we have gotten so so awesome! Yes, so much support from the community. So I'm very excited about that, and then um, after that. I talked a little bit about my writing. So I've started writing my story and my goal is to um, write a book. I want to, I want to tell my I was going to
0: ask, I was like, I'm not going to put her on the spot. Not yeah. going to put her on the spot.
1: Yeah. 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 So I really, I, I'm really excited about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Get it. You put it now. You said it publicly. It's, it's out fine. there. No, you got to do it. That's it's great. happening. <laughs> Where can, um, women listening, connect with you, find you, um, and all these kick-ass events you got coming up.
1: Yes. So, um, let me think. So on Instagram, um, or la- er, at Lauren underscore silver linings, uh, with an S you can also, um, uh, mental health, um, or sorry, MindFest Lou. So that's at mind, M I N D F E S T L O U. And then our business page for therapy is at Martin and Muir, my last name. So Martin, A-N-D-M-U-I-R on Facebook. I'm Lauren Muir Same Martin and Muir counseling is on Facebook as well. And silver linings, coaching and consulting.
0: I love it. And I'll tag all of that also in the show notes. And um, yeah, I I hope people in the area will go to the events and- connect in person. Cause it's always so good to give people hugs. And I'm blown away by the women who I've remained in contact with and friends with since the event.
1: Oh, I know. I didn't even say show or definitely follow us on, um, show up. Yes. show up. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. yes. So good. We well, anyway,
1: bring show up to LA. That's, that's oh, we're doing it. Yes,
0: We're doing it. Yeah. I Yes. Yes. We are doing it. That's another episode (laughs) that would have to be the three of us bring it.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: (laughs) Anyway, girl, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for sharing your energy and peace and all this with us today. I'm so grateful.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was so good Mm -hmm. to connect with you again.
0: You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at the beam Life, so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.